and, and if you don't have that, if you don't have a set of values, set of principles, set of, and, and, and understand and have that kind of safety, um, then you really don't have much to work with, right? Uh, you know, and the number one value, of course, is trust, right? Can you trust each other? And without trust, there's nothing, right? Hi, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 4 of the Exploring the Core Podcast. Today, I'm talking to Alan Gunderson about how he develops strengths and attributes in his high school students through the use of a collaborative framework called EduScrum. Thanks for listening. My decision to reach out to Alan Gunderson was inspired by a talk he gave at an EduScrum gathering earlier this year, 2022. He introduced a practice where he involved his high school students in self-assessing their strengths and attributes with survey instruments online. It got me thinking about personality trait theories and the influence teachers in schools have in shaping student personalities, much like anyone might have influence on any other person through shared experiences and group dynamics. There's a whole world of sociological and psychological study that goes into all of that, but what was so interesting about Alan's talk was that he wasn't getting into theories and hypotheticals. He was describing his experience, actually developing in his students the attributes and strengths relevant to creating a collaborative learning environment. And that's what we focused our brief conversation around, how he uses self-assessments to create a collaborative EduScrum classroom. And so I'd like to play the conversation from Alan's response. And so I'd like to play our conversation, starting with Alan's response to my first question, asking him where he is, where he's from, and what he's all about. Uh, well, <clears throat> before I get started, I, I just need to have people recognize that uh, that I'm on the traditional territory of these Hussanic peoples and Lekwungen-speaking uh, peoples, and uh, it's important to state that you know we are all on Indigenous land on unceded territory, meaning that it you know it was stolen. Um, you know, it's our responsibility as educators to be uh be responsible to the place and people that we're at so i just want to start with that and where i'm coming from uh, is victoria bc canada and uh, i've been here for uh about 11 years now i uh, moved up here from california i could spend some time going to the places i've lived so but i don't i don't I wanna, want to bore everybody with that but but I've hopped around a bit. Uh, I largely English. So what brought you, what finally brought you to British Columbia? Largely it was seeing what's been going on in the U S and if you're involved, like my wife and I are politically, you just see what's the change that we want to see. Well, what we want to see is kind of slow and going, but it's also, uh, I guess in short, what just, it basically is, uh, for my, our kids largely, we want to raise them outside of the U.S. largely, and so we were contemplating Jamaica, which is where my wife, this family's from. <clears throat> She's Jamaican American, but we settled on Victoria, B.C. So, uh, and just the geography of it, yeah, we like where it's at, and then this, the the size of the city. Uh, we're looking for a kind of a smaller city, so yeah, we took the leap. Uh, we were. 41 and decided to um, uproot our lives and jumped out here without 
even in any jobs actually yeah i don't know that's something i suggest but it's uh right. but it was something that uh we thought if we didn't do it now was, you know the less likely is uh, it's going to happen yeah. so we decided we just take the plunge and and try to make it work so that's incredible <laughs> that's 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 awesome um i well i'd like to jump into talking to you about your work with edu scrum uh, since we're both familiar with the Edgy Scrum framework, I won't ask you to explain how all of that works, but I'm curious, where did you learn about Edgy Scrum? How did you pick that all up? I mean, at what point did that start with you? Uh, before I got into teaching, it was challenging to get into the teaching positions here and up in Canada here. And, and so looking at the tech jobs and I see like the Scrum, you know, would come up. I had no idea what that is. Um, so anyway, when I'm looking at this blog post uh, or this email uh, about Scrum, uh, seemed really interesting. And then there was a couple of book suggestions. So uh, I looked one of those up for a library, just grabbed one. And uh, I was with Jeff Sutherland, uh, how to do twice the work and half the time. And uh, yeah, this <laughs> is right in your fingertips there. And the um, so I'm reading through this. And I'm like, I know a lot about this. I don't know what scrum, I don't know the word scrum and this idea, you know, the, you know, the, the terminology with some of the stuff, but I'm reading through this and I'm reading about Deming, right? I learn about what lean and, and the Deming approach to things. And, um, and then how, you know, Jeff was in the military. I was in the military. I was, I spent four years in the U S Marines. I don't know if I mentioned that. No, I probably haven't yet. <laughs> um, and then also when it comes, but when it comes to Deming, though, I didn't really understand it in the Marines, but I didn't know about it, but um, but I have a green MBA. Um, and uh, so that was one of the first things we actually touched on was actually Deming and looking at um, things from a systemic perspective. And so, you know, as he says, a bad system beats a good person every time and so forth. And and so anyway, looking at it from short iterations of work and, uh, you know, and then checking it. And then it really goes back to kind of Deming's approach too. it was about you try something out, you reflect on it, you know, you check it out and then, you know, test it and then uh, make adjustments and then, then go again. And yeah. <laughs> and uh, with Deming there. And so, um, so I'm, I'm thinking about, well, I know some of this stuff and then, but I'm, as I'm reading through it, uh, I'm realizing it's just about learning. That's all. It's just learning. And so uh, I, I've, funny thing is I started, well, well, who's doing this in education? I didn't even finish the book and I'm looking this up and I see Willie's work, Willie Wagenet's uh, work with Edgy Scrum. And then later on, I'm starting reading the rest of this book and I'm like, oh, there's Willie. And, <laughs> you know, Willie's in the book. And in, uh, in Jeff Sutherland's book. Yeah. At the very end. The very Willie. end. Right. There's Willie, right? <laughs> and so... Uh, in, and so the thing is, I didn't actually, I remember I, I didn't actually use it right away. I was still subbing and hopping around with different classes. So I wasn't really I didn't have the opportunity to. And then halfway through that school year, I uh, I took over for, it was a crazy assignment. I took over like uh, three different teachers and there's five different preps and seven different classes. And, th and this is one of the only high schools here that are actually on linear instead of a semester program or timetable. So anyway, uh, I was kind of running through it, but I, at one point in one class, I, I thought, let's try this scrum thing. And then I put put the board, I, we, we spent one day creating the boards. And then I realized I have no idea what I'm doing with this. And so I was like, and that was as far as I got. And I was like, chickened out. So then at the end of the school year, then I am going to uh, another school. And because uh, the way the system works up here, you don't have much time at all. They just kind of give you like, you know, sometimes even give you a day before it's like, hey, here's your class, you're teaching, you know. Um, I'm like, you know, I don't really... 
know too much of what I'm doing with, you know, with all of this, but I'm, I just can't teach, like do this as a normal way. And, uh, or, you know, the traditional way, I guess I'd say. So, and then I actually got a hold of Willie and he was generous enough to give me his time for about an hour or so just to kind of go through some of this stuff. And he told me too, and he, everything, everything he said was, you know, completely, you know, true. He was like, you know, this is, they're not going to buy into it. They're going to kind of hate you for a while. And then, then, then they'll finally see the light, you know, but hopefully that will before the end of the class, <laughs> and, you know, and these things, it's, uh, I just, I had the boards up. We tried to do the ceremonies, tried to research as much as I could online and to try to figure out you know, just what, what it's about. Well, when you're working with your students and introducing EduScrum, is there a resistance to the framework from the students due to the concerns about GPA and getting into college? Well, he says that's part of it, at least. Um, I like uh, Doris Corda. There's an organ uh, organization. Uh, she has this organization called the Corda Institute for Learning. And, and one of the things she talks about is, is you can't, first thing she tells her students is like that you can't get an A in my class by yourself. Right. Hmm. And, and then when I tell, you know, we're going to go work in collaborative, we're going to work in groups and or teams, you know, and then there's the past experiences people come to with it. Right. So some of those who have done more work than others and still end up with the same kind of grade and so forth like that. But, but the, the edge scrum process though is different because you're, you're constantly reflecting it, it's accountability through the process with the, the daily standups. So you have like a set personal assessments when you're doing that, or at least accountability. And then you've got reviews. And then when you got the final product at the end, right, then you got the retrospective and what we're doing and so forth. And, and then, you know, then we make adjustments, you know, with teams as we go along. And so, but yeah, so part of it is, is the grades. Um, it's the part of it is, I mean, I'm, yeah, because for the most part, they come from other classes where they sit and they're told what to do or they, and they, and they take the notes and they take the test or, or in large part, right? Yeah. And it's, um, so, you're always kind of having to untrain them in one way in my, you know, when they come to you, even though, you know, they get more comfortable. Now, I want to follow up on the idea that you introduced to your students that teams are going to be developed. And I'm curious, who creates those teams? Who decides how students are going to work collaboratively? Who makes those decisions? And how well does that end up going over with students? Students somewhat do. They kind of blindly do it because I, so... With that's the thing about Edgescrum. The way in which uh, it's done is you take a <clears throat> who wants to be a be you know a leader of your group, and just to let you know that you know you're not going to be leading people, you're going to just be in charge kind of the process, right? You know, and so how it starts is uh they check off certain attributes of and skills of what they feel that they are strong in, and then uh, and then I'll take these papers and I'll uh, and it has like a grid and then. Um, to do like in scrum which is having cross-functional teams people in different disciplines working together right the idea is all right now that you know whoever picked his leaders or they pick themselves is that then they go and uh fill up their sheets with uh different attributes that are not on theirs uh, by pulling you know like these sheets will be on taped on the wall and then they'll uh they fill it up that way so i mean that's one way to get doing it there's other ways but uh but for the most part yeah they don't actually they're not just picking the friends and picking, you know, the idea is to try to have diverse teams. Right. And, you know, when some things, um, if things don't work, you know, then over time uh, we'll see. And then, you know, they can, they can decide for themselves whether someone's a right fit or not. And then you know, make a little adjustments, but then really there's not too much that that really goes on. 
I like how you mention how students, they like to work with their friends, you know, and that's a very traditional perspective teachers have. And when teachers pick groups for students, they seem to intuitively make it so friends who can't work together don't work together. Uh, but it sounds like you take a more intentional approach where you use actual self-reflections from the students to adjust groups so they're more balanced based on how they perceive their own attributes. You know, is that accurate? Yeah, yeah. And so it's something I started doing before even at Scrum. I used to have just the just have the kids take a, a VIA strengths test. Um, it's been around for quite a long time. But what's the VIA um, strike uh, strikes test? Um, so the idea is, you know, you're looking at it, it pulls like 20, I think it's like 20, 23, 24 strengths or something that you look at. It's like a long kind of a test, dude, like 97 questions. So when the kids look at it, they're like, oh my God, I don't want to do this. And it's like, yeah, well, it's, you know, half the questions are the same ones. They just flip the words around to just try to try to get a more accurate picture of what you're, you're answering. And so, and then the, the idea is I give you your top five strengths. And so, and the idea is, you know, it's like an 80, 20 rule. It's like, you know, you want to, you want to focus on, uh, focusing on your strengths rather than your deficiencies, um, then you can, you know, you get more out of that and you're able to, yeah, move, you know, you just basically, um, move forward, um, and, and, um, and, and guide your work. And what no, you I do, took that you know, survey. Oh, okay. I took that survey recently and mm. I'm very excited, uh, because the way I responded to that survey did reflect the response I got, I got an immediate email back with uh, with the responses, and and it said I'm uh, my folk my top five are creativity, love mm. of learning, gratitude, judgment, curiosity, and <laughs> and I thought mm. yeah that's exactly how I responded to all of those statements, and that's fine yeah perfect, and so I'm I'm thinking about how I would use this in a classroom where students are reading these things, assigning these words to themselves and forming groups from this data they're collecting about themselves from their own thoughts about themselves. And how would they use that information to form well-balanced groups for EduScrum? Well, I've done it different ways. So there's, there's like, uh, within the strengths, there's, there's 24 or so, and then they have them under like domains, like under kind of like themes. So like, um, I don't know, there's yeah. five or six or something like that. And so they'll, they'll put like, you know, a sticky with their domain on it or no, it's sticky with like their, their strength on it. Then they'll stick it in the domains. I have it like on the whiteboard or something like that. And then from there, then the teams can go and just, you know, they, if they, um, you know, just, you know, try to even out their boards with different domains and, and so forth. And then the kids' names would be on the back of them or something like that. So it's one way to do it. There's within Scrum as well, there, there's also an approach where they, they've already got like skills and attributes that, um, that are, uh, that they've, you know, they've used and specifically is used for quite a long time. So those, that's been things that I've been doing. So, you know, you kind of make it uh, your own in, in some aspects of it. You mentioned that at the start of the year, you don't just jump into the content. You do a lot of this uh, self-assessment work and different activities related to it. Uh, and then, and of course, students have a little pushback on that because they, they want the grade, they want to do the work for the grade, a very traditional approach. But you take this different tact and you, you allow the students to reflect and discuss these behaviors and beliefs 
that I'm curious, do you think that that process, taking that approach of spending the first, you know, I'd say two weeks for sake of argument, the first week or two to really let the students reflect and help them uh, see the value of, of these different types of ways to collaborate, do you think spending that time up front helps the rest of the year go smoothly as you introduce EduScrum and the framework? At the beginning, the first thing we do is actually the kind of the personal assessments as I just talked about. And, and then, you know, then we'll uh, break into teams, but even for the teams, I guess, so backtrack is that, so we do the assessments and then, then we'll do some things as a class activity, like the understand that we are one huge team, right? We're one team here as a class. And so doing like the point ball game and, you know, and getting them to, to have to work together and really stand back and see, you know, and you get an idea of like, how do you all work together? Uh, introduced to not being told what to do, but here's a few constraints and then figure it out. And then we break them into teams and, and then we, uh, and then through that, um, they take those assessments that we initially did. And then we, as uh, in EduScrum, there's something called the tree of values, which comes from, you know, the five dysfunctions of a team. And, and then go on beyond the assessments. So, so adding them into like a question, I have like a big mind map I put up there. And then the tree of values is one of the things on there. Um, and some of them actually have driven, drawn actually, you know, the tree and then actually have all these different um, pieces of these questions on it. And, and other people have taken a different approaches. But the idea is, I mean, one, you, you know, you get to know each other. I mentioned to them, it's like, this is probably one of the most important things that you do in the class. And they're like, what? We're just like drawing some stuff and putting, you know, and and I'm like, yeah, because you're actually getting to know each other. You're, but, but more than that, um, yeah, you, you, it's, it's also a set of agreements. It's, uh, uh, and, and if you don't have that, if you don't have a set of values, set of principles, set of, and, and, and understand and have that kind of safety, um, then you really don't have much to work with, right? Uh, you know, and the number one value, of course, is trust, right? Can you trust each other? And without trust, there's nothing, right? Now, there's a really big question that I've been, uh, waiting to ask, and I think this is the perfect moment to ask, do you develop in your students the kinds of attributes and characteristics they need to be successful with EduScrum? And is there any resistance from students if you do that? If I tell them the importance of this you mean is that <laughs> <laughs> um good question i'm gonna dig just a little bit deeper to to get at something that that's been on my mind as i've been looking forward to speaking with you is um you know you mentioned the 24 strengths that students right. use to organize in four domains to help them understand what it means to create a balanced team right uh, so you get your uh, you get the students whose top five are bravery, humor, self-regulation, perseverance. Right. You know, these are right. really top-tier strengths, right, especially right. when you consider uh, what you're looking for for a scrum master or team leader. So then you get a student who maybe has their top five, including things like creativity, um, curiosity, uh, zest, maybe, uh, you know, perspective and, and kindness does not include any of those other, that other students' top five. So mm -hmm. those are clearly two completely different students who have two completely different sets of strengths. Now, 
is there any sort of desire on your part to develop in each of those students strengths that may be at the bottom of their list that aren't at the top of their list? It isn't like you ignore the, the, the ones that are on the bottom or the ones that, uh, yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll start with, you know, where you're at, what do you come, you, what do you come to the classroom with? And one of the best teachers I know is Dr. Jeffrey Duncan Andrade. And he can tell his kids, he says, you know, uh, I need you. Right. And you need each other. Right. And there is no, there is no school without them. There is no school without anyone. You know, there is, there is no point of my job or anything else. And, and, uh, and each one of them, no matter what kind of background, whatever it is going on in their lives, uh, wherever they come to the classroom with, you know, they, they bring something to them, whether it's, you know, them, themselves, their ancestors or whatever else that, um, that is that, you know, it's where, it's where you start. Right. And then of course, then you, you open your aperture and then we, and we work on, you know, the other aspects of it as we move along. So. And, and so just to, just to pull it all together here um, and recognizing that some students are going to have completely different top five strengths than others. And yeah. the, the student who is high, you know, their top five is, is not leadership. It's not bravery. It's right. not those things that we might think make a good leader. That, that doesn't mean that they can't lead. It's that how they lead is going to look very different than what right. we might expect. Yeah. And, but that they still can lead with those top five strengths. And by using those five strengths to learn how to lead, to learn how to, uh, what are the other things, to persevere, to self-regulate, to exercise bravery through those other strengths, that it sounds like, from what I'm hearing, that by focusing on their strengths, you aren't trying to devalue those and replace them with other strengths, no. but see all the strengths through each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they're, all of them are, are valuable and, you know, there is no, yeah. So it's the, um, how do you want to grow, right? And, and that's largely what we're here to do. Now, I'm going to just tell you that I, I have a couple more questions that I just thought of that I don't have time to ask. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I can tell you this. Everything I'm hearing you tell me, Alan, is absolutely mind-blowingly brilliant in how EduScrum as a framework can not only provide a structure for collaborative learning, but that your approach of introducing uh, you know, self-assessments, self-evaluation of personality, of strengths, and focusing and shining a light on the strengths, preparing students for a mindset to use a collaborative learning approach um, you know, right at the outset and then working with them throughout the year on that self-reflection. And so I, I think what you're doing is you're introducing something I think is critical and important to really making any kind of collaborative learning environment functional. And I just, I can't thank you enough for talking with me today because it's, it's been so illuminating and so enlightening. And I, I just, I can't thank you enough. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. And, uh, and one last thing is that this, we, we touched on like systems. And so 
really what you're talking about is um, the structure of a system, the structure of you know, your class and so forth. And, um, and of course that creates behavior over time. And then within that, it's really the mental models that, uh, you know, that, that are, that are, that drive all of that together. So it's, um, um, it's a mindset that you have to have and, and really, and it's all about being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Right. And that's, that's part of learning. So it, it isn't, you know, as a, an educator or as a student, you're all learning. And as long, as long as you're comfortable learning uh, along with the students, then, then uh, no matter what you're trying to do, you'll have positive outcome at some point. Uh, I like to say to teachers, learning is change and change is inherently uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it sounds like you're making a really... Uh, uh, being uncomfortable, a comfortable process for you students. And I'm glad you're out there teaching up in British Columbia and uh, in Victoria. And they're lucky to have you again. Alan Gunderson, thank you for being here and talking with me. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, I enjoyed the talk. 